and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtracks in your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Belts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. I never thought I'd say this, but welcome to the most well-behaved program on Triple M Sydney. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> We're getting the Cand- gold star. Candace Warner and Richard Friedman <laughs> and Dan Ganane with you. Oh, I'm live in Brisbane for Magic Round. You two are in Sydney. Candace, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to miss you, Dan. You've, this is two weeks in a row that you haven't been here. Yeah. Well, I don't think we've done a show together since we started, all three of us at once. <laughs> that's so, right. uh, that'll, that, that'll change. That's why we're days. the best behaved show. We're all in the same room. Candace is likely to do a stage a walkout. <laughs> why don't you do okay. that, actually? That'll get us okay. a lot of publicity. Okay. No, right. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy. Uh, too far, Richard. Too far. <laughs> too far. Uh, how are you, Richard? I'm well, thank you, Dan. <laughs> I'm Jeez, very well. manly, manly team stunk last yeah, night. They're, 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 they're patchy, aren't they? No, they look all right for a while, and no, then it all falls no, apart. No, they don't. They don't look um, good for really? any while. Well, you support South, so really, can you talk? I, I can, actually, yes. Man, this ahead of them on the table, actually, Candice. If, uh, yeah, it won't if, be for long. Well, I can't yeah. talking very mm. uh, Hey, gets aggressive when I you start do, bringing I, up I the am, South You know thing. what? I am aggressive, and I'm sorry, but I'm an aggressive person. So just okay. deal with it. Well, Dad, please come back. There's the promo sorted for the next six months. Benji Marshall sitting here in the Sofitel boardroom, so he's going to chat for five. Is, is this the boardroom you did the apprentice in, Benji? Good morning to you. Yeah, um, it looks the same, so I'm uh, very excited to be here. It okay. reminds me of the the apprentice, but just happy to be on the uh, most behaved show in Sydney. Well, you yeah. and Candice can talk yeah. about reality shows. Now you're part of that. <laughs> anyway, we've we got to take a song. We'll be back on the other side of this. Triple M, this is The Dead Set Legends. Richard Friedman and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends, we do it for uh, actually Queensland's live sporting events like Magic Round here in Brisbane. Stay and play on at queensland.com forward slash play on. Rich and Candace, um, the vibe is really good up here. I mean, this is, Benji can talk about this as well. The, the, the round's got to stay here. We'll talk about this later, actually, and we'll dedicate a segment to it, but we can't. We wouldn't replicate this well in Sydney, I reckon. No, I agree. I mean, we've had the double headers in Sydney. It hasn't worked. But just seeing 40,000-plus at the games last night, it's, it's, it's unreal to see. Sitting back at home and seeing that atmosphere. I know people in Sydney who barely follow rugby league, barely follow it, who are up there for this and mm. loving it and doing it every year. It's, 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 you don't have to watch every game. You can watch some games. Um, and the, the the restaurants are full, the pubs are full, it's the perfect location. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a second now because we've got Benji Marshall here. Uh, last night, Brisbane, thumping win over Manly, 38 blot, and not a great opening game, but uh, it was close. Newcastle 16, Dog 6. How are you, Benj? I'm good, mate. Good. It's um, loving being up here in Brisbane. The vibe is like... I've played in two Magic Rounds, the first one in 19 and, and last year, but I don't know, this one just has a different feel about it, Dan. You know, like, 
I guess when you come off the back of what's happened COVID the last mm. couple of years, um, I think for people to be able to travel again, be up here and just be amongst the vibe of getting to see not only your team play, mm. but every team in the comp. Um, it was a great atmosphere last night. And uh, and the weather's been abysmal, but yeah, they still got 40,000 here. Um, let's talk about Manly first. Yeah. They're in trouble, aren't they? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's easy to point the finger at Manly and say they were bad, but I honestly don't think the Broncos have played that good in years. That was probably their best performance um, in a long time. And for me, I thought Adam Reynolds has played a role at South Sydney where he was the guy who would set up the play and put it on a, a dime for Cody Walker. He'd set it up and get, whenever Cody wanted the ball, he'd put it in the position where Cody was the main attacking weapon. Now he goes to the Broncos and he gets to play a different style of footy where he becomes the attacking weapon. He gets to play probably all the plays that he didn't get to play at South. And, and his role in the Broncos is very different to what he did for South Sydney. And last night, I I think that was one of his best performances in his career. Sorry, Candice, I know you wanted to ask a question, but I've jumped in here. Benji, just watching some of these rounds, I couldn't believe there was a team in the comp that could beat Penrith, and yet Parramatta did it. And you're getting these these blowout results, unexpected results. Is it, is that just, you know, flip of the coin, rubber the green stuff, or or is has something changed in the game to make it more unpredictable like that? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think um, the biggest thing about the game at the moment is is it's about momentum. And mm. if you can capture the momentum for a period of time, the scores can blow out very quickly. Obviously, the six again rules um, mm. in force, and, and the, the game's very, very quick. But if you can't hold on to the momentum um, and and regain it quickly, the scores are going to blow out. And we've seen it so many times last night. And like looking at the Brisbane game, mm. they they could not repeat that performance again. Like Selwyn Cobbo, Adam Reynolds, Corey Oates, um, those players probably had career highlight games last night. Ben, you talk about you mean Reynolds had an unreal game. He's chip and chase for his his try before half time. But you talk about Selwyn Cobbo. He got three tries last night. He got two against um, South the, the previous week. He's only 19. Do you reckon that Billy Slater would be looking at him for you know an origin debut? I think they'd be silly not to, to be honest. He's um, he's just one of those kids where reminds me a little bit of um, Israel Folau when he first played for Queensland. Like he, he made his debut, came on the scene, and made this habit out of just scoring tries off uh, kicks and jumping up and being a big part of the contest. I think Selwyn Cobbo is one of those guys who um, people see the try scoring, but they don't see the hard work he does. Like, he does some tough carries out of yardage. Very strong with the way he carries the ball. And again, last night, I I Mm. thought he proved um, he's probably going to be one of the biggest or one of the best fullbacks in our game, but on the wing just gets on with the job and does the job. And last night, he was one of the best on the field. Now, I talked about Manly. reason I said they were in a bit of trouble. Tom doesn't look right, does he? Yeah, well, no, he didn't. He didn't look right. And, and he hasn't looked right for a while. No, but look, I've had, I've done a medial um, knee before, and it, it always takes two, three, four weeks yeah. to get feeling right again. You know, and with the strapping, the strapping feels tight. You don't run the same that you usually run. Um it just it just feels different, you know, and sometimes feels a little bit unstable. And that uns or that instability for Tom is what he is what he relies on when he plays because yeah. he attacks the line so hard. He has would take your confidence uh, away, that wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, the acceleration that he plays with, like there was a moment last night where I thought he cut back on the inside, and the the Tom of last year probably would have scored, mm. and 
broken away through the field, but that that little spark of um, acceleration just wasn't there. You know, so you think it could only be a week or two before, or a few weeks before he's at least back to somewhat normal. Yeah, well, yeah, but the other part of it is the expectation of Tom is we want to see. We think we need to see what we he provided last year. He yeah, was the best player in the game. He's Dallium stuff. Yeah. Like, we're expecting that Tom to come back. You know, yeah. he's come back off the back of this knee injury. But mm. Manly this year are in a different position to what they were last year. L- last year, when he was out, they couldn't win. Mm. Mm. Now, they've had him out, and they've won a few in a row off the back of K- Kieran Four and DCE playing well. And last night, they just got out enthused. Their mm. attitude from Brisbane was better than what Manly played with, and hence the scoreline to Brisbane. And you talk about that, that knee. I mean, that right knee still looks like it's causing him some trouble. There were times last night that he was really clutching at that. So it is a bit worrying for the Seagulls. Yeah, look, it, it is. And um, they had a couple of dramas last night. His brother Ben also copped a shoulder injury, yeah. um, had to get a needle at halftime to get through the game. But, you know, Manly are one of those teams where they could have an off-flight night like last night and turn up next week and absolutely slay the opposition yeah. off the back of... They are five and five. They're not that bad. Yeah, the <laughs> exactly. And they've got enough talent within their side and enough people yeah. to turn it around pretty quickly. Oh, I'll so tell you I'm what, though, if the Trebojevic family move somewhere else, they'll be 10 and 0. I mean, that <laughs> <laughs> they are a massive part of Manly. Yeah, and a massive part of their salary. Well, exactly. One triple three five three. Have you say Manly fans on your team last night? Canterbury as well. Oof, that wasn't pretty. Uh, the first game last night. But if you want to have your say on last night's footy, give us a call now. Benj, we might drag you back a bit later if we can for uh, a quick chat about Penrith and Melbourne. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legend. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Benji Marshall's hung around here. We're going to chat to him a bit later about Penrith versus Melbourne. Candace Warner here with uh, Richard Friedman. We're already running behind, Ben, so we won't keep you too much longer. Uh, that was tough going for the dogs last night. Mate, I um, I felt sorry for them because they actually they, they toughed out in the first half and played not, not a too bad first half, but at the end it was two teams who were very desperate for a win and needed a win on for their season. Newcastle coming off the back of seven losses in a row. They they needed that, mm. and I thought the class of Caelan Ponga last night and the inclusion of Adam Clune really shone through. And the Bulldogs, for the amount of possession they had and the amount of repeat sets they had, they just couldn't put the, put it together in attack. So disappointing result for the Bulldogs, but one that the Knights really needed. And just quickly before you do go, I'm just reading a story here from Phil Rothfield that dropped about 20 minutes ago. Ivan Cleary won't be there tonight. He's had that knee infection. Mm. He wasn't there last week for the Parramatta game. They lost. I don't know how much you attribute to the coach not being there. He's not going to be there too. He was going to make a mercy trip up here. Can't do it. Does that have a significant impact? It has an impact, definitely. I thought last week it, it probably played a little bit of a part, but at the same time, two weeks in a row, I don't think that'll happen for the Panthers. You know, I think they'll turn up and play pretty well, but at the same time, they are playing against a pretty good Melbourne Storm side, but it's going to be a cracker of a game day. Right. Like, they're probably the, the game of the weekend. All right. Go back to your family. Beautiful. You've left them uh, hanging for about 20 minutes. Thank you very much. Candice and Richmore with you guys in a moment. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. We've been there for it all. 4 and 20. Australia's original fan food. Now, the Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. 
All right. Well, here, without any further ado, is the undoubted player of the week. The 17-year drought is over. All hail the Kings. Sydney, the NBL 22 champions. 3-0 sweep of the Jack Jumpers. The story, Candice and Rich, with the Kings, is not that they won, and it is a great story. It's that it's really captured something. 16,000 were there on a a miserable Wednesday night at Kudos Bank, which is not the easiest place to get to in peak hour. But they really have captured something here, the Kings. They have. That was their fourth championships and their first one in 17 years. I mean, the the Sydney was absolutely buzzing with the fact that we had won the basketball again. And not just one. The Kings squashed the jack jumpers like they were <laughs> ants. <laughs> that's, well, they are ants, isn't it? That's, we uh, really? Jumpers? That's last week's show? You can't remember that far back? <laughs> I've got a bit on. Uh, <laughs> but, yes, uh, and they're having now... I, I gather this is because Perrottet, our Premier, is a basketball guy. He's putting on a thing today at Circular Key. I guess people will be listening to us and going to that, that at the same time. We don't tend to do that. The, the days of the ticket tape parade are long gone in Sydney, but um, I don't know what the weather's like down there. I don't know how many people they'll get. But, hey, if 16,000 are turning up for a grand final on a Wednesday night, maybe they're going to get a big crowd there um, this morning. So well done to the Kings. Uh, let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Uh, league we've touched on, Manly thumped by Brisbane 38 to nil, and uh, Penrith will not have Ivan Cleary tonight uh, against uh, Melbourne. Uh, he won't make the flight to Brisbane with that knee infection. Canterbury went down to Newcastle 16-6. to Now, AFL, Rich, it was a big win. The Bulldogs are starting to look like a grand final. Well, the team that made the grand final, they gave it to Collingwood by eight goals. Yeah, fast start, too. They uh, they, they got the first six goals, got away to, I think, a 39-point lead in the uh, first quarter. So, you know, once you get behind in AFL now, it's it's kind of hard to drag yourself back. I mean, it's mm. been done and it'll be done again, but it's it's really hard at the moment. And um, they just dominated Collingwood all night. Collingwood really didn't have any of the answers. It was once the first quarter was gone, it was just catch-up footy from Collingwood and they couldn't do it. And the Swans oh. have got Essendon um, today. Great match, that. Always a great match and will be a hard match for the Swans. They've had a bit of a, you know, a bit of a, uh, an up-and-down trot in the last few weeks. Um I, I think that I'm worried. I am worried. Mm. I just don't think that they're as aggressive at the ball and the contested possessions as they had been earlier in the season. I don't know why that is. In fairness, Essendon is 16th, but you're right. That is always a tight game, it seems, at the cricket ground. Um, we'll touch on Leon Cameron, the Giants' departed coach, uh, in the next hour. Uh, what is becoming one of the saddest stories in world sport continues to disintegrate. Phil Mickelson, defending champion of the PGA Championship, will not defend his title. Obviously, you know, he's got his issues with the Saudi Tour and um, he withdrew. So it's amazing how quickly his reputation has gone down the drain. Well, Greg Norman hasn't helped that uh, that cause either with his, you know, because Phil's linked to what Greg Norman said. Yeah. Greg Norman said that uh, he, he thought it was, you know... Anyone could make a mistake in relation to the Saudis' involvement with the Khashoggi killing, mm. Mm. and and people just saying, "What? He, anyone can make a mistake?" Or words to that effect. It's, it's 
just he's losing it. Yeah, he's and losing it. You know what? It's so disappointing that Greg's going down that way because he's a legend of golf and he's an Australian icon. But when you make comments like that. Mm. Everyone's just starting to turn off him a little yeah, bit. And it was Phil who started that by raising that spectre, mm. you know, with a journalist, and it got published. Oh, Norman fascinates me. He doesn't need the money, so he doesn't need to be shilling for the Saudis. This is all about relevance, isn't it? That he sort of off the scene now, and he wanted that World Golf Tour in 94, and the PGA cut that off uh, and then created their own World Golf Championship series. But... It's got to be Norman wants to sort of be the head of the table, but boy, oh boy, he's going the wrong way. Um, and can I say this? I don't know if you saw this, Candace. Gal on Wednesday, mm. thoroughly beaten up, but my God, he was brave. Um, I mean, they're all brave if they get into the ring. But he was outboxed by Tursievsky, a much younger man, and it was obvious Gal just didn't have it. But he came roaring back at the end and almost caused a phenomenal knockout. I hope this is it for Gal. I hope he says, that's enough. Mm. I don't need to do this anymore. I can be a commentator for the next 20 years. You never know with boxers, but I get the sense we might be at the end with Gal. Yeah, I think so. But you've got to remember, this is a, a former NRL player that's played oh. however many games. He's 40 years of age. I mean, that would have been an incredible performance for anyone of any age, a, a proper professional boxer. So Imagine I think the beating his body has taken. I think mm. he's done a really great job. And, uh, you know, I think it is coming towards an end. We know he generally has a fight in December each year, but we had him on last week and he said, you know, it's my wife wants me to stop. You know, enough's enough for my family now. You know what's interesting, Candice? I thought of that during the fight. When a fighter, when any athlete, and you would know this, mm. when any athlete starts talking about retirement, They've already retired in their mind. Yeah, they? you're right. Once they've, once they've let that into their psyche, it's all over. Mm. Um, and he was the favourite, but he, he he was, you know, in the end pretty comfortably beaten. But, boy, he, he was never going to get knocked down. Um, it just mentally tough, that bloke. Anyway, Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. We're going to change it up a bit. Matty Burke talking rugby. World Cup coming to Australia in 2027. It's the Legends here on Triple M. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, Dan Kinane. Um, Rich, big news. I, I bring you in first because you're the most rugby inclined out of all of us uh, on, 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 on the show. Uh, 2027 World Cup is coming here 2029 with the women as well but obviously the big one is the men and I know it's a fair way away but that's a big deal well, it is it's the third time we've hosted it here in Australia and and you know it's always been a fantastic event and you know whether you love rugby or not they put on a good show for the World Cup so I'm looking forward to it they've got the women as well yeah absolutely and I know rugby isn't um, at its at its height at, at the moment in Australia. But you've got to understand that the Rugby World Cup is the third biggest sporting event in the world. So this is massive for Australia mm. and Australian rugby. I just remember um, how big it was in 03. And we were, the, the rugby league people were fearful at that point that this game had, had, had rugby league in its sights. Obviously, it's lost its way a bit. Matty Burke, an Australian rugby legend... Uh, he joins us uh, right now and a good friend of Triple M. Hello, Berkey. Yeah, Daniel. Hello, sir. Uh, by the way, don't sell yourself short on being a rugby bloke. I remember calling that final with you 
for the Super Rugby, I think it was, with, with HG. So, mate, t- t- you, you could wear a jacket with leather patches, mate. Yeah. <laughs> hey. That's all my wardrobe is full of. That's well, exactly there's right. been a run. Apparently, there's been a run on pink cashmere sweaters. Just, they're just they're just walking out the door. But you also don't, they don't wear them. They just wear them draped over the shoulder, draped over the shoulders. <laughs> draped. But Richard, Richard, no, no, Maddie, Richard put that. That was the first message last night in his WhatsApp too. Mate, you're yeah. as big a toff as all of them, Richard. What are you doing, sort of casting aspersions on them? Let's move on with someone who has some skills at this. Dusting off the jacket, yeah, dusting off. No, it was a massive call, wasn't it? Um, you know the. Well, the the preferred candidate, as they called it, um, you know, the preferred candidate basically means you tick all the boxes and uh, you, you've got enough money in the in the kitty to to make sure that everyone sort of gets uh, gets paid on on the way. And and um, you know, it's a conjunction now between World Rugby, uh, Australia, uh, Australian Rugby, and then also the governments. So I, I think it is as well. It used to be a it used to be an absolute rort uh, back in the day. You used to pay so much money for it, yeah. but now they they're trying to spread the load a bit to make it. I mean, these events uh, are expensive, so you can't just sort of let someone just bear the, the whole load. But that 2003, uh, Dan, as you mentioned, was it, was it was a moment in time where, you know, rugby was going pretty well. We'd come off, uh, what, 99 win, uh, like Cups, uh, Lions series. So we were we were travelling okay as, as the Wallabies. Um, but apart from that, you didn't have to be a Wallaby supporter to jump on board. And, and from... From west all the way over to the east, it was uh, it was a festival of rugby, as they, as they called it, and then everyone got involved. And then you get all the expats coming down, uh, all brilliant. the overseas uh, people, and it is a it is a fantastic time. Publicans love it, uh, yeah. and, and well, they should. <laughs> they just get in the pubs there and they go berserk. Um, yeah. Look, everybody who's a casual rugby supporter is going to say, "Oh, the uh, the All Blacks will just win that. It'll be a, mm-hmm. it'll be a one horse race." But they're not having their greatest period at the moment, are they? I think they've been stronger. Yeah, yeah, well, yes. I mean, they, they're always they're always going to be strong. I mean, that's the that's the, the depth of what they have over there. With you know, a pretty much a one sport country, I suppose you'd say. Um, you know, but then you look at you know the way the the way the favoritism you know goes in a World Cup doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win that competition. I think you know early early days. You know, going back to way back when Australia and New Zealand hosted uh, in '87, uh, New Zealand won, but. You know, France have always been around there. South Africa have been around there. England, we've won it a couple of times. So, you know, it, it, you do spread the load. Matt, do you think this will help uh, get Rugby Australia and, and the Wallabies back to its glory days? Yeah, it, it, it will. It will. It's um, what what it's uh, what it's going to do is provide a platform for not only uh, or when it happens, there's some cash that's going to come through that that's going to help, and, and that needs to grow the. Not only the, the the women's game, it needs to grow the, the 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 club football all the way down to the juniors type thing. So, what what I, I imagine they would endeavour to do is hope that there are heroes again. So you know, go back through teams and 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 understanding that you know we need to play uh, with uh, and for the the people, I suppose you call it the, the the fans, and so they can walk down the street and say, hey, you know, I know A, B, and C players. So. Uh, and and to do that, you need to win. That helps, mm. uh, but also just with a with a momentum of a World Cup, and people will you know people will come across. I heard Greg say last night um, or yesterday that uh, you know O three they targeted a couple of rugby play, rugby league players, and I wonder if they will again. So it's a it, as as Kenneth mm. said before. Got any names for us? Yeah, well, 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 mate, we're five years away. But who <laughs> would, who, would, who would it be? Um, a winger, yeah, you know, a, a winger, a couple of young blokes. Um, uh, a couple of young fours, as he said, he reiterated at the end, they have to earn their spot. But 
um, you know, come over, learn the game. It, it, it's it, it's an option, absolutely. Berkey, it's great to have you on, mate. It's been too long. You're flying yes. on Channel 10, and you're bloody ageless. You get younger. Uh, yeah, it's sickening. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It used to be six minutes in the chair. Now it's 26 minutes in the chair to get the makeup on. So that's all right. <laughs> all right, see you, Berkey. Good guys. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Triple M. See you, Dead said legend. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough, will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Now, if you've been listening to the station, you know that is a staple, right? We play that once every yeah. couple of days. But Richard Friedman, what did our beloved colleague <laughs> ask during that song? Oh, that's really lovely, guys. Are you playing that for me? <laughs> word for word. Listen, word for word. Listen, I am really furious this morning. I'm disappointed in both of you. That won't be the... You're not the first one, and you won't be the last. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, I've had a huge change this week, and neither of you have noticed. Uh, well, is it Bruce, your hair? What have you done to your hair? Yes, I've gone from blonde to a brunette, and I know that probably is nothing to you guys, but that's huge. And no one, you haven't I even noticed. You're always a brunette, N- naturally. You should have that hair I've more been often. A, a bottle blonde, but no one's. Ever, you haven't even noticed. Well, it looks great. Thanks, Rich. Sounds- Thanks, Rich. I'm an aggressive person. <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote that will live for a long, that, long that time. Is, what do you call that on the hot button? Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I, I see. Now. Boys versus girls. I see what's going on here. Candice, I'm looking at you through a tiny little camera yep. in Brisbane. How am I supposed to notice because your Because I thought here? of all people would be you. You're very observant and you're always, you know, you're always, if you see, you know, when we went to the race, you're like, yeah, that's a really nice dress. But anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, Richard, quick tip, please. I said that. Anyway. No, you didn't. Uh, Richard, did. tip, please. Right, the tip is, in Queensland, the Doombin 10,000, now, uh, that's race eight at Eagle Farm this afternoon. I like yes. number one, Kemantari. Now, I never thought I'd tip Kemantari to win ever because he's, a, he's almost like a cult hero. He found ways to lose that horses could not find. But oh, he's, a bit of Tom Melbourne about Yes, him. but he's getting back into form. He won his last start impressively. I think he can win again. And he likes a soft track. And it's, although it's been a wash up there, that track at Eagle Farm's magnificent. doesn't really get that wet, but the cut will be out of the ground. There you go. Beautiful. All right. So six dollars fifty. I'm looking here at the Sportsbet app, and uh, that's okay. Not we've asked you nice odds, and they're nice odds. Juicy. Triple M. Uh, big second hour coming. Benji's going to come back to look at the big one tonight. Penrith versus Melbourne. Uh, Greg Rust is going to talk motor racing and plenty of other things going on in the world of sport, which we will get to between now and midday. Deadset Legends. Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane and racing royalty, Richard Friedman. Join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. The Triple M Deadset Legends. I've been meaning to say it all hour, Candice, your new hair looks great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you very much. You look younger. Thank you. And what oh, else see, did you say so, before? So when you say it like that, Rich, you make it sound like she was, you know, you can't give a proper compliment, Rich. You're I, terrible at The next one I can't even repeat because <laughs> she was so insulted by it. Benji Marshall joining us shortly to look ahead to Penrith and Melbourne. Um, we've uh, got Greg Rust as well, the list of grievances. 
Richard's given me a sneak peek. It's a beauty. It is a beauty, and it might be offensive to some <laughs> on this panel. Triple M. Dead set legends. But here's a question. Sydney people, do you actually want Magic Ground? Do you want it at the football stadium or at ANZ? Give us a call. one triple three five three. Uh, this is the Dead Set Legends. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M. Dead Set Legends. I, I keep saying this. The music is very good at the moment here on, on Triple M. Richard Friedman, Candice Warner, Dan Kinane. Uh, I'm live here at Magic Round and I know there's been a push, Rich and Candice, for... The Stuart Ayres, the minister down there who, you know, always likes giving it to Queensland and, um, uh, you know, said, we want to have Magic Grand down here. I just don't think, Candice, Sydney is the right place for Magic Grand. Now, it's here for another couple of years at least. I hope this is just a bid to get Palaszczuk and, and her people to pay more money to keep it up here. Because we've got enough footy in Sydney. Yeah, I think so. And and like like I've said, we had the double headers. It didn't really work. It's been a, the Magic Round's been a Queensland initiative, and it's working. To see forty thousand plus there last night. Today's supposed to be a sellout. Mm-hmm. I think they're doing a really really good job, and it's uh, it's unreal to see NRL thriving in Queensland. I'm a, a Sydney boy through and through, but I did spend 20 years in Melbourne. And the reason certain things work in Melbourne and work in Queensland that don't work in Sydney is the nature of the crowd. Mm. Sydney people can be very fickle about what they turn up to, whereas in Melbourne, things become a tradition, they're ground into you, and that's what makes them successful. And the same in Brisbane. This Magic Round is one of their traditions mm. now. Don't break it. I think also what is around, like if you go out to Homebush, there's not a lot out there other than... The footy. Yeah. In Brisbane, you've got the pubs, you've got Caxton Street, you've got yeah. everything well, going on. The new stadium will have Oxford Street just, just near it, and that, that's a pretty lively spot. Mm. But that, you know, Sydney people have got to turn things into traditions. Anyway, Dan, we've got a few callers. And, I'll let you, know, you take over, Rich. Fire away. Get them get up. Yeah, get them on board. We like our opinions short and sharp. We mostly like our own, but we want to hear yours as well. Sean from East Gardens. G'day, guys. How's it going? Hello. Morning. I hope you're all well. Um, yeah, look, I, I thought might maybe move it around every couple of years, you know, like they do with the Super Bowl, take it to Perth for a couple of years, Adelaide. It sort of it gets the exposure out off the East Coast and gets more fans. And yeah, not sure, know, Sean. Um, not sure, Sean. I think I think you lose the you think you lose that tradition. Let's see what Mark from Sutherland thinks. Good morning, happy team. How are you guys? Yeah, good, good. time, mate. Yeah, look, just a quick one. I, look, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, as Richie said. But, mate, look, leave it up there and, look, you get you get all 16 clubs that are well attended by fans. And not only that, but after each game, you can you can get a chance to get up close to the players, as, as I think Candace said, in clubs and pubs. And it's it's just perfect. So just leave it as it is for the time being. I mean, we are saturated down here with sport. And it's nice to give the silver medal or something up there. You know what I mean? Fair and enough. I know. Fair <laughs> oh, what a lovely backhand! But also, <laughs> the now the weather, the, <laughs> the weather stinks this weekend. But the other Magic Grounds we've had, May in Brisbane is mild, and if we get a little bit of luck, it, the weather's perfect for this as well. Mm. Give him the hundred dollar four pint brewery voucher, uh, Beck. We'll give it to Mark. Anyone else on the board, Rich? Ah, uh, there's plenty. John, just from a K- couple more because we well, are running out of time. We're going to go quickly. John oh, yeah. from Campbelltown. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning. Um. Look, I, I reckon they do a fantastic job in Brisbane, and if you had a round in Sydney, you'd lose all the suburban grounds. Like, um, 
I agree with Richard. Like, we're very fickle down here. Mm. And I think I love the suburban grounds and I love the fact that, look at Penrith, it's packed every week. Every week. Every week. Brookie every week at the moment. Yeah, we'll take one more. And it's Adrian from Matraville. Yeah, good day, Legends. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Adrian. Mate, surely after uh, after how much New Zealand has supported the NRL over the last couple of years, we'd send it over to New Zealand there, over to Auckland. I think it would also be a great way to gauge... Oh, yeah if there's a market for uh, the second NRL team over there like people have been talking about. I, I don't hate that idea because the Nines worked over there, so that festival-type weekend is a proven winner in Auckland, and I'm with you. I'd open the season at Auckland next year, to be honest, but I think I think part of the Queensland government's deal is that they own the concept, and, and so therefore you can't do it while they've got it under lock and key. You can't use the term magic round. You can't have eight games at the same place. I think that's the way. But on we, I think the only other place we could have it, Rich and Candice, is Auckland. But we've yep. got to take a break because we've got a lot to get through. Triple M, this is the Dead Set Legends. Thank you, everyone, for your calls. Game, set, and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, and we're doing it... Thanks to Queensland's live sporting events like the NRL Magic Round here in Brisbane. Stay and play on at queensland.com forward slash play on. Sports update time. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. We've covered plenty of league, but the scores, Brisbane 38, Manly nil, Canterbury losing to Newcastle 16-6. Benji will join us uh, shortly. Uh, to talk about Penrith and Melbourne. Um, big news out of AFL, uh, Rich, I'll come to you because you would have an opinion on this. Leon Cameron's time abruptly ending at the Giants, their only coach, nine years, took them to a grand final, but they were loaded. Remember the AFL was pretty yeah. keen on getting them to be successful. So do you say this is a successful stint given... He's built them from the ground up or a little underwhelming? I think you've got to give him credit for, as you say, building them from the ground up, starting a new team, getting a new team to be competitive, which he certainly did. And mm. I think Leon did a, a great job. Nine years is a long time yeah. for, a, for a coach in any form of football code. But, um, look, I, I think it was coming. I, I just think they, they thought the team was starting to stall, wasn't really going forward. And then the coach's name always comes up at meetings after that. Go on, Candy. Yeah, I think, um, you know, they, they've been a little bit underwhelming this year, the GWS, but I think they've they've done pretty well, actually. They've, they've, they've made a few final series. They've been competitive. It's got to be hard, you know, starting mm. a new team from scratch. Yeah. I think they've done really well. Yeah, I think he's done a great job, and I think he'll go somewhere else with a fresh team, fresh faces. You watch. He'll, he'll fly again. You could say, geez, they have, they should have achieved more because they were given all the draft picks and all the yeah. concessions. But Gold Coast, look at them. They, they've been a basket case because they did it the wrong way. Giants have done it more uh, with mm. a, more of a steady hand. Hey, quickly, Tom Brady, did you read this news during the week? He's still playing. He signed with Fox in the States to be their lead analyst the minute he retires. $375 million for 10 years. Now, here's what's... That's ridiculous, oh, but here's man. what's even more ridiculous. He's going to make more money as an analyst in 10 years than as the greatest NFL player ever over 20 years. That's just bizarre, and it's wrong. Mm. You know, well, how many nurses could you pay with that, that money? I mean, a football player. Dan, this is the money that you should be on. You're, you're up there, magic round this weekend. You're everywhere. Yes. You call for Fox. Agreed. 
You call for Triple M. I mean, how big of a weekend is it for you? It is, but look at that. Time's got us, so we've got to take a song. <laughs> Triple M, Dead Set Legend. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Your family's downstairs having breakfast. Jeez, you're generous to give us your time, Benge. Oh, look, I wouldn't do it for anyone else, Dan, but for Candice I would. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, He's a very Benj. aggressive person, you know, Benji. Very yeah, aggressive. but look, mate, hey, that, that, those <laughs> words come out in the heat of battle, but we all know she's not. <laughs> Thanks, Benji. You've got my back. Thanks. Quick, quick tip tonight. Penrith, Melbourne. Is Pappenhausen the difference between Melbourne perhaps winning and losing? Yes, I think so. Uh, that it, cut and dried. Yep, I think. It's just a different game with Pappenhausen not there. I think, you know, what we've seen from the start of the competition is Pappenhausen has an, had, had an effect on the Melbourne Storm every game. Um, and hence why he's leading the Dalliums the way he was mm. because he's he's the most influential player on their side. Like I, I know they've got Cameron Munster who's probably been one of the form players of the comp, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, but for me, Pappenhausen is the one who puts it together. And there's talk, uh, Wishart's back to fullback. Full yeah. That's a very different proposition for Penrith than facing Ryan Pappenhausen. Mm. Yeah, Wishart, Wishart's a good good young player, a good hooker, but as a fullback, yeah, I'm not sure. And I, and I think... Penrith will want to bounce back. Benj. Does the weather... Go, go Candice. Benj, we've got, like... This is a huge game, Storm versus Panthers. They're one and two on the ladder. But can you talk to us a little bit about the rivalry that's dominated the past two years? Oh, absolutely. I was going to talk about that, Candice. Um, you know, obviously the GF in 2020, mm-hmm. um, that the Storm got over the Panthers. And then last year, uh, the the big talk about... it was It was a... Uh, competition between two and then all of a sudden the Panthers lost the first semi-final game against us then they end up on the same side of the draw as Melbourne and, and they knocked the Storm out in the prelim now I, I know from a Storm perspective they would be absolutely filthy at that result and want re- absolute revenge tonight yeah and of course no Ivan Cleary um, and uh, you touched on that in the last hour that that is going to have an impact so <laughs> you got a few things to weigh up here can't wait for the game tonight. We'll be doing it on the Listener app, by the way. Maroon will be calling that one uh, for Listener. Um, uh, so if, if you can't get to a pub or you don't have KO, that's how you get the game. Benji, thank you very much. We've got to take a break. Triple N, Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends. This is our favourite part of the show. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, indeed. It really is our favourite part of the show because we love Rusty. We also love that there's a sponsorship attached and that helps keep the show afloat. And uh, Rusty talking all things motorsport for Bendix Brakes. And here he is on the line. Rusty, good morning. It's so not right, Dan. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Toto. See, I'm glad. Just, yeah, it's like, like kids that get a laugh out of a, you know, a, a fart joke every time, you know? It's just we, hey, every time. Richard, when is that never not funny? No, always funny. <laughs> always. He really is. Uh, now, I saw what a monstrosity that uh, Miami Grand Prix. That was like America and F1 mixed together. The, the biggest excesses of both worlds mixed together. But Lewis Hamilton, looking ahead... Rusty, he, he might be sidelined for Monaco because he, he wants to wear jewellery. Yep. So this, this thing, as you quite rightly say, might come to a head at the biggest race of the year. So I've given him a grace period to sort out a couple of things. One of them is a nose ring that he says is difficult to remove. Um, so he, he kind of protested about it by turning up at the press conference there at Miami with 
three watches and rings on every finger and, and he's a bit miffed because he says he's been doing this stuff for two years and no one's said anything. On the other side of the, the ledger, the officials say, well, this isn't a new rule. You've known about it for uh, a long time. They're deciding to, to police it uh, a bit more strictly now and it is, a, it is actually a safety issue. So he sort of um, responded and said, oh, well, we've got a reserve driver and if, you, if you're going to you know, carry on like that, we can, we can fuck a reserve driver and put him in. So what, it will what, be very interesting to see. Why is it a safety issue? They're driving under a huge magnet or something. What, how is no, that a safety but, issue? You've you, you got to imagine, Richard, if we, we don't want to fire in motor racing, but if that does happen and you have metallic things on you like that, that can uh, make the prospect of, of burns and other things even worse. If, if, it's, melting, stuff, right? if it's melting silver, it's... I think you're in more trouble than that. Yeah, but it's a rule that's been around for a long time, okay. Richard. It's not a new right. thing. So they are deciding to police it a bit more strictly. So, okay. yeah. Rusty, do, do you reckon the Miami um, GP lived up to all the hype? I mean, there was a great crowd. There were celebs everywhere. But the racing was just a bit lacklustre. Yeah, it was. And, and they're doing a bit of navel-gazing in that regard. So obviously when you get a, a brand-new event like this, you've got to you know, debrief what worked, what didn't work, and, and so on. So the drivers are already saying, look, if we made a couple of changes in certain places in the track, we might get a bit better action and so on. But uh, as you detailed, I think as Dan said in the, in the intro, that, I mean, everything about it was just massive. I mean, Greg Norman to Michael Jordan to Venus and Serena Williams on the grid and all these different rap stars and so on. I mean, it was absolutely absolutely massive great way for them to, to start and I think this is our excuse to go to Triple M management and say we need to be at Las Vegas next year broadcasting oh, yes. the legend from Vegas. I, t- I tell you what was massive as well was the price of the merchandise the hats were $80 and for a t-shirt no. I'm not joking $240 for a shirt that's what, absurd. It's a margin on that my kids, my kids love it. They love Drive to Divide. So they said, Dad, you've got to come back from the, the Grand Prix in Melbourne with some stuff. So they got a couple of, you know, a Dan Ricardo hat, a, a Lando hat, and some shirts and so on. And <laughs> got cleaned out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can imagine. Hey, I tell you what, Rusty, never get this job. Never get Martin Brundle's job. He was just thoroughly embarrassed on pit row there. The, the celebrities were ignoring him. He said after it, he said, you don't know how much I hate doing that segment. No, I think yeah, we've got yeah, an idea how much he hates it, Rich. <laughs> but but can, we, can we just say, though, I mean, he gives us unbelievable access. The balance is obviously between the celebrities on the group, but actually hearing from the drivers and the team people and so on. And what has hurt some of those celebs? I mean, guys like um, uh, David Beckham were excellent. But what it hurt some of those others to just stop for a minute, talk to a bloke who's been around the game for a long time, but just give him a minute well, of your time. The Williams really sisters, hurt. the Williams sisters treated him like trash, and it's not the first time. Yeah, right. they treat everyone like trash, though, Rich. Do they? Well, they don't have a great reputation. But a lot of those celebrities there, they wouldn't even know who Martin Brundle is. They don't. They didn't know what F1 was until yeah. about a year ago. Bubble but they see this is the hot thing, like soccer was in America five years yeah. ago. It's the hot thing, so they want to be attached to it. Anyway, Scotty McLaughlin, this is a bit a bit of a bummer, Rusty. He won't be coming back down under uh, for Bathurst this year. because Look, the reason's great. He wants to stay focused on IndyCar, but not coming down. No, he was talking in, in February, Dan, and though it was very likely to happen that he would reunite with Dick Johnson Racing. Um, he's got a massive month in, in, uh, in America there now with uh, the Indy 500 at the, at the end of May. So that's going to be big for him. So he's going to stay in focus on that. It means that Will Davison will be partnered by his brother, Alex, there, and they've announced that, uh, announced that yesterday. Shame for us, because I would love to have seen 
Scotty McLaughlin, Shane yeah. Van Gisbergen, the two big powerhouse teams going at it. Yeah, that is a bummer, but you can understand why. All right, Toto, we say goodbye. <laughs> See you guys. Bathurst 12 hour on tomorrow. Oh, MotoGP in, uh, in France as well. Take care. So you're only going to do it once. Right. You're only going to do it once. No, no, across. you did it at the, at the top. You know. I said that. Yeah. Yeah. Do it once. Much jokes in one, in one show. Can okay. We? <laughs> okay. Sensible. Sensible. Thank you, Rusty. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Beautiful. Thank you, mate. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M Dead Set Legends. Jeez, that was fun today. Um, don't forget. All the games on the listener app uh, for this weekend. Uh, Saturday Scrum is coming up right after this, live from Brisbane as well. Rich Candy. Um, dear, now, Candice, I don't want to give it away, but has demanded that that song, um, the B-52 song, is played every week on the Dead Set Legends. <laughs> oh, actually now. true. I know you're becoming very powerful here. <laughs> I know there's people worried about your ascension here at Triple M, but uh, I, I can't <laughs> promise you we're going to get candy on the air hey, every this? week. Rip into me day. Yeah, I'm giving you a rap. I've given you a no, rap it's every a backhanded, show. No, that's a backhanded compliment. See, that's oh, like, she's been cranky it's today. Only been, it's only been five weeks, and we have turned it into us. <laughs> Just we're getting the true Candice. We had nice candy for the first mm, few months. Yep. Now yeah. we're getting the real candy, yeah. Richard. Yep. It only took Fire us five weeks. There is a modern scourge that should be stopped. The influencer. Oh, the internet God. influencer. Sing it, Richard. What what a meaningless, pointless, vacuous occupation <laughs> that is. I would have to agree with you, Rich. This week... Hang on, aren't you an influencer? No, I'm I not. Sometimes I, I might influence certain things, but I'm not an influencer. No. Have you ever advertised yes. a product on Instagram? Yes. You are an influencer. No, no, listen, oh, no, no, I'm not. No, but it's the wannabe influencers that kill me. They're just, they try so hard, but they're just nevils. And it kills me, <laughs> and they were all at Fashion Week this week, and bleh, it made me sick. Uh, I can't top that. <laughs> Look, beautiful. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Talk to you next week. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner.